It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. You're listening to Alexandra Friends 660 The Answer, and I'm here with uh, Courtney and Miss V, who's back from Brazil, and she's still not in tune with us, I can tell. She, oh her God. heart is still in Brazil. I don't know what else to do, guys. I mean, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm telling them I am here, but but let's but she, go to Sister Shirley, please. Well, we wanna, <laughs> I want to make sure that you all know that we have an amazing guest by the name of Sister Shirley Tarpley. She is a legend within herself, and I, can, I cannot tell you what an exciting and and also what an honor it is to have her here because I've known her for many, many years. She was, um, I lived in Carrollton for 25 years. So she and I had a lot of association together. So I'm going to let Corny start our uh, process here because she is right next to Miss Shirley Tarpley. And I know that she will just really be intense. Miss Shirley, thank you so much for coming to the show. I'll be honest. You are, you are Alexandra's guest and, I don't know too much. I don't know too much about you and your legacy and, and what you've done for the, the Carrollton community. Is that you were a teacher there? Yeah. Um, I guess I want to know how you and Alexandra met. How did y'all meet? Well, we met. Uh, actually, I was very active in the community and she is the community of Carrollton. But I think what I want to hear is how she came to Carrollton. How what was as we're celebrating Martin Luther King. Um, of birthday, I want to celebrate Miss Shirley Tarpley because she made a difference in the city of Carrollton when she moved there. Miss Shirley Tarpley is a African-American lady, beautiful, and uh, she has so much to offer and what she's made the change for the community. Miss Shirley, tell us how, how you came on board to, da- to Carrollton and oh, well, what was your... Uh, when I got married, I was we were looking for a home. We lived in an apartment. And Schroeder Road. So when I got pregnant, I told my husband, I said, you're crazy. If you think I'm going to live in an apartment with a child, you better find me a house. (laughs) So we started looking and and uh, the real estate lady that was in East Dallas, uh, she uh, told us about Carrollton. She says, not many people there right now. But it's going to be a growing community. So I told her, okay. And at that time, I was working at Radio Shack. Now, what was it called? Col- it was uh, Collins. Collins Radio. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Collins Radio. And we started looking. I wanted to be close, you know, to my job. But uh, there was. No houses and building and things coming down Beltline Road. What year was this, approximately? Uh, let's see. Now, my son was born in 1965, so it had to be in 64. Oh, okay. So it had to be in 64. Yeah, because I just got pregnant mm-hmm. and, and I wanted a house before he was actually born. So, so you were, you were looking for a home. You talked to the real estate lady. And she stood us out this way, and so we came, and nothing was on bed line. <laughs> Going east, you know, it was just bare. Uh, Carrollton had 9,000 people in it at that time, and uh, I was the first black teacher they hired in high school. Oh, wow. 
And then when they opened up Newman Smith in 1975, the superintendent asked me to... uh, transfer, and I said, you know what, Mr. Shelfield, they have a whole lot of black teachers, probably can teach better than I can. I said, why don't you give them a try? And uh, so uh, he said, we will, we will. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but that's how I happened to come out here and Went from R.L. Turner to Newman Smith. But you're from the Dallas area originally? Yes. Okay. West Dallas. Very My buddy good. and Clyde used to come out shooting <laughs> and going to Oklahoma. <laughs> so then where did you go to school to teach, to become certified to teach? Prairie View A&M. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very good. Ooh, Didn't ooh. we have somebody else from Prairie View? Uh, one of our guests, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Mr. Vu. No, no, no. Mr. Vu was... Stacy, I don't know. Yeah, we had somebody yes, else. Yes, we here. had somebody yes. else. Yes, so, yes ma'am. Yes, yes, that was the premier school. So, I guess my question is: being the first black teacher in Carrollton, can you talk to us about that experience? I mean, was it was it an issue? Was it something that was controversial? I mean, no, talk to- and I will tell you why it wasn't an issue. Uh, when I started working there. My students fell in love with me. And when they fall in love with you, everybody else better follow along. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they would see me in a grocery store. Oh, yeah, Miss Tarpe. They come over and hug me and father, and, you know, and all of this. And, I, and, and, and then they give me whatever they had in their hand. And I said, Lord, bless it. I don't know where these hands are being. My <laughs> then I'd eat it, you know. But it was because of the students mm-hmm. that the parents couldn't do anything but, you know, halfway love me and or pretend they loved me. So I give all the credit to them. Awesome. And uh, the first thing that I did when uh, Mr. Shuffield hired me and I was a business teacher at R.L. Turner and the first department meeting that we had, I got up and I said, you know what? I eat like you eat. I drink like you drink. I don't mind telling you when things are not going well with me and don't shy away from telling me when you don't feel too good. And I think it was six of us in the business department at that time. And uh, so I would, it, just being myself. So... I've I've had just a wonderful time in Carrollton. Both of my kids were born out here and went to Central Elementary and they are D. Whit Perry from the Whit Perry to Aria Turner from where they graduated from because I live two streets in front of Aria Turner. In fact, if the houses were not there and you walked out of my front door, you would walk in directly into the north door. Of our realtor. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Miss so. Shirley, tell us a little bit. How was, at that time when you moved to Carrollton, which was 1985, I believe, right? No, 65, I'm sorry. Yes, 65. What was the community like? How did they accept you? as? Uh, but that's what I'm telling you, uh, that I decided, okay, I got a kid now, so I, I don't need to be going to work at Collins Radio, and you know. So I went into the 
school district because I wanted to be off at the same time right. as my kids. So I went in there, and Mr. Sheffield, who was the superintendent and had been the superintendent for 30 years, and uh, when I came in, I told him I was looking for a job, and he said, I like you. I'm going to hire you. And I thought, you know, I haven't been to, thought to myself, I haven't been to the uh, uh, employment office here, personnel. And, <laughs> but then he actually ruled the school. I didn't realize that, but he actually did. So they did everything he said because he had been a superintendent for 30 years. <laughs> That's awesome. So you retired from the school system, and that was what year? Mm, let's see. When did I retire? Both of my kids were in college. Whenever I reached my years plus my age, they had to add up to 75. So it was, let's see, Tiana was born in 1998, and I went on a, when did you book me for that cruise? <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> but having said that, you were so admired in school. You also were honored as a top teacher. Yes. Back, yes. yes, and you had so many things. Then you decided to run into politics, right? No, they decided uh, <laughs> to run yeah. into politics. Yeah, 1991. I remember that very clearly. And she was the first okay. black female in Carrollton, yes. to be the city councilwoman and mayor pro tem, correct? Right, right. Oh, wow. Exactly. But then on top of that, it still it was because of my students. That's right. I mean, if every black person in Carrollton had voted for me, I couldn't have gotten on. But because my students loved me when I was running, they decided that, okay, we're going to make sure she gets on city council, and they did. <laughs> they came well, out. You were very good at it, too. Well, well, thank you told you. us how you felt, and we voted for you, and mm-hmm. we made sure that, you know, we we listened to you all the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. And she did not only win one time, she won the second time. Mm-hmm. And she was an amazing woman. Now, tell me a little bit, how did you become uh, into, when did you start the uh, articles or the newspaper? Um, I did that gazette? in the 19... 19- Let's see, I've been there 2001. 2001 was when I started working for the newspaper and writing a column. Uh, I got a call from the editor and producer of it, and he said, You know, Sister Tarpley, I want you to start a religious article for me. I said, I don't know anything about a newspaper. He said, That's all right. We'll have writers to write what you want, and then we'll do it. And so I started working then, been there ever since. What's the paper? What what paper is it? It's the Gazette. Oh, okay. The North North Dallas Dallas Gazette. Gazette. Miss Shirley, I can't ask you how old you are, but I would like to know what year you were born. (laughs) Same (laughs) difference. (laughs) 79. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Wow. Isn't she gorgeous? Yes. yes. Yes, 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 yes. 79. In fact, uh, uh, that was one of the questions that Richard Fleming, he was putting my name down to get my shot. 
And he said, now, Miss Temple, I don't know how old you are. And I said, I'm 79. Woo! I didn't remember that. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Shirley, you were just honored uh, for the um, celebration of the Black History Month. Uh-huh. We're listening to Alexander Friends 660 The Answer. This show is sponsored by Miller Title. If you'd like to learn more about Miss Shirley Tarpley, you can visit our Facebook at Alexander and Friends 660 or shoot us an email at Alexander and Friends 660 at gmail.com. Miss Tarpley, just a real quick question. You were just celebrated uh, last month by Trey, by, uh, Trey Williams oh, uh, with uh, his organization, and you were uh, for, the Black, for Black History Month. And I noticed you had some of my friends there, too. And I think uh, Court, I think uh, V is going to talk to you about those friends. I see that Mark, that young son was there with you. Oh, yes. So tell us a little bit about your students. Oh, yeah. Cast my young son. I had a, uh, a young man that came to me and he said, uh, Miss Tarpley, uh, I have a young man who wants to run for city council. So could you give him? A helping hand, and then we we were supposed to meet, so we met up there at Starbucks, Bedline, and Josie. And uh, so when he walked up there, and we got to talking, I said, "Young son," and I remembered, you know, who he was. And so and I told that other young man, I said, listen, you don't have to tell me to help him. I will help him on my own. Not a thing that you said. He's a former student. <laughs> he has always been very precious to me. So uh, I did everything that I could. And in fact, I introduced him to uh, Alexandra. I said, now, nah, this is the lady that's going to help you to get on. Let her run your show because I can't do it. But she can do it now. <laughs> she knows the ins out, what you need to do, and she would practice with him. And I'd go and listen and see what she was telling him. And uh, he was very successful getting on city council because of it. Alexandra. No, it was because of you because you, no. <laughs> you taught you taught you were a teacher to him and to my son. My son graduated from Newman Smith and he was she was the teacher. Oh, wow. So I didn't know that. We go back. Well, <laughs> was did you have parent teacher conferences and did Alexandra come to those for her son? <laughs> no, no, she didn't. But I'll tell you the I thing was, that I did was uh, I went to the student's house. No, you didn't. Yes, oh, she yes, did. I did. Oh, she did. I told him I'd go, so I'd go. They come come in. Miss Tarpley, what you doing here? I said I'm drinking my coke, <laughs> and I'm talking to your mother. And if you've been good, you don't have a thing to worry about. <laughs> but if you've been bad, you're gonna be in trouble when I leave. <laughs> Do you think that you could and/or would want to be a teacher in today's times? They tell me. I have some friends that are substitute teachers, and they said the students are very different now than they were then. Why do you think it's so different? What do you think's changed? I think students have lost the respect of mm-hmm. what they can learn in school. Yeah. I think a big part of it, too, is that, you know, and I just look at it from my experience. I have five kids. I have three stepkids and five kids of my own. And a big, 
not and, eight. <laughs> and anyways, <laughs> and um, so I think uh, going through, I've got older kids and I mean, one of them's almost 30. So I've seen the transition over the years and parental involvement is crazy. And I think that that's a big issue. I'm too involved with picking out what my kid's doing, making sure that I'm logged into this website, that this assignment's done, that I need to look at and review. My mother didn't ever, she got my report card, and if I made good grades, I was fine. If I had bad grades, I was grounded. She didn't email the teacher. We didn't have that. She didn't call up the teacher. We, you know, there wasn't all of this family stuff going on, and I think that breeds a lot of parents taking ownership for their kid's stuff and not giving the kid the opportunity to live their own life and learn what they need to learn and be in school and trust that the teacher is teaching them and, and move on. And I, I see a big part of that. And I, I do agree. I think the respect part, I, the way that some of the kids treat the teachers, I don't know how they do it every single day. Courtney, I'm going to step in here. I was a teacher and I've been like almost 10 years, uh, out of the, the class. And I was, Talking with some friends of mine that's still teaching and they say the same thing is about respect and the parents. And you say something in the classroom. There's not even time for the class uh, to end. And the kid are at text the mom mm-hmm. what happened. The mom is already calling the school and complaining about the teacher, posting on Facebook yeah. and, and all of that. So besides the respect, I think it's... <sighs> How can I say that? The technology. Yeah, no, I think that plays a big part of it. Just, you know, but I I just think that is amazing. Can you imagine you arriving home and your teachers being there drinking a Coke and talking to your mom? Well, that's how it was. I mean, I had teachers, you know, not so much the public education, but, you know, I was raised Catholic and the priest would come to the house and sit down and meet with my mother. I mean, that was that was normal to me. Um, but I can't ever, I mean, I guess now I can text the teacher and email the teacher. We have instant access to them, but I also feel we had a situation years ago when my youngest daughter was in kindergarten and they had a fight on the playground and this other kid did something to my kid and it was this whole big thing. We, the principal had to call, there was meetings set up. I said, did my kid do anything wrong? I said, no. I said, well, were they just being kids? I said, my kid was probably being annoying. And that kid got ticked off and shoved her or yelled at her or something. Well, they had to pull camera footage. And I said, don't ever call me for stuff like this again. I trust you. I trust that my kids go there. Just handle it. Well, the other parents just feel awful and they want to know if there's anything that they need to do. Just tell the kid to leave my kid alone. (laughs) Just let them be kids. Just until I want you to tell us a little bit about your parents. There were six things that that would happen if you uh, misbehave in school. What were they? Oh, well, you know, I mean, if I got into trouble, I would beg the teacher. Oh, please don't call my mother. I'll be good. I'll be there because, see, my parents didn't, they didn't play with us, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the same way I was with my daughter. Mm-hmm. If uh, you're always wrong. Not the teacher. You always exactly, wrong. and and I, so I said, so you better act like that. And substitute teachers would come by my classroom to tell me, I wish all the kids would like your child. I said, well, I already told my kids if there's a difference between what you say and what the teachers say, you automatically wrong. Mm-hmm. 
And so they didn't do that. Mm -hmm. But I can remember one incident when um, I got a call to come over to the school to see the counselor about my daughter. And uh, I told her I'd be there, so I got somebody to take over my class, and I went to the counselor. And I said, Miss Teagarden, what did the teacher do that Sheila walked out of the classroom? And because Sheila didn't fuss at the teacher, she got mad, and then she just got up, walked out of the classroom, and went straight down to the counselor. And so and she said, well, how do you know? I said, because Sheila knows without a doubt, I will kill her <laughs> if she walked out of that classroom without an absolute good reason. Uh-huh. I didn't play that stuff, you know, because I said, you're automatically wrong mm-hmm. if there's a difference between you and the teacher. So don't come up with that stuff. Right. And I mean, even the football coaches noticed the difference between my son. He was uh, all-star football. Awesome. And uh, they noticed the difference with him, the respect that he gave them. Yes, sir. No, sir. I said, he's not your friend. Mm -hmm. He's your teacher. He's your coach. He's trying to teach you something, and you cannot learn it. If you don't listen, right? they might make a mistake, but it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it deliberately. So, but that's the way I was taught. I wish we had more of that. I wish we had a better understanding on the parent side of that. Mm-hmm. So but you learn all this from your parents because it's from Absolutely. reading your biography. It oh, looks yeah. like you had six things that you could do. But number one, <laughs> number two, number three, number four. And they that's spanked that's you. That's you right. were spanked. Which That's we don't right. do that to kids anymore. Well, we well, don't don't lump me into that. <laughs> they'll but. put me on the on this fast because poor Fred. <laughs> you know, uh, so that I think you learn from your parents because I used to get absolutely spanked. yes, and and yeah. you have such a good nature. So, what is your what are you going to do when you grow up now, Miss? <laughs> <laughs> huh? I don't know. I'm resting and enjoying myself now, and. Uh, uh, I guess one day I'm going to take, you know, because my grandkids are grown. I have two of them that are still in high school, and they'll graduate, both of them, next year. So they'll be grown. Mm-hmm. They're local here? Uh, three of them are. Okay. And then one is in Georgia. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I talk to him often and his other grandmother. Mm-hmm. He's up there where his other grandmother is, and so I even communicate with her excellent oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me if he's acting the way uh-huh. he say him. so yeah i said put your grandmother on miss ford how you doing this is shirley tell me about david what very is good. he doing <laughs> very good v what do you have any more questions for miss yes. shirley sister why sister oh um actually the church I attend is uh, Church of God in Christ, and they are called sisters, and, you know, sisters in Christ, and we just say sisters, and don't put the Christ behind it because that's too long a title, so we say sister. So when I started working for the newspaper, 
in uh, 2001, uh, I was told, you need a title uh, so that people can call you by that title when they do a, a title of your column. So I, uh, I said, well, I'm being called a sister at church, no place but church. And I said, so why don't we just say uh, the column by Sister Torpy? So, and so I'm known as uh, Sister Torpy. Excellent. That's uh, amazing. Tarpley, yeah. And she's also known for keeping Carrollton in check. <laughs> well, I can't imagine. Even as a retirement, she goes to the city council every, every, every week. And she School sits board there. meeting. They see me up there. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think that's important. It's her involvement to be in the community. Oh, yes. community. And, and a yeah. lot of parents don't do that. And that's where she and I were meeting all the time because we were out there all the time. And well, we still and are. to be involved in the right way. I mean, you can post on Facebook, you can share your complaints, but if you want to see the change, you need to be there. You need yes, to you be do. on the meetings. You, you need really to do something. Do. And Miss Shirley Tarpley is always there. I'm telling you, I she was. I was so amazed when she was honored as a top ten, a top teacher in the community. We never ten. had they top ten, 10 teacher yeah. for uh, R. L. Thornton. My child, my child was R. in R. school exactly. in R. L. Turner. R. L. Turner's, yeah. And see, and what surprised me <laughs> when I started teaching at. <laughs> R.L. Turner, I integrated R.L. Turner, mm-hmm. and I was teaching, and I didn't know any of the kids in the community. But I was teaching grandkids of the founders of Carroll. Oh, wow. You know? Wow. And uh, I would tell them every year I'd walk in there, and I said, okay, I'm whatever age I was, and I don't got too old, I can't and no stuff, you start messing up, I'm going to throw you upside the wall, and then I'm going to throw you out of my door. And uh, then I, <laughs> I think I was working there for two years before I realized all these kids I got were, you know, they grandparents were founders of Carol's, and I said, oh, my Lord, it's a good thing. You're listening to Alexander Friends 660 The Answer. We are sponsored today by Miller Title, Roberto Perez, Texas. Please like our Facebook, Alexander and Friends 660. Also, you can shoot us an email, Alexander and Friends 660 at gmail.com. You're listening to Alexander and Friends 660, The Answer, and I'm here with my friend Courtney and uh, V and our wonderful guest, Sister Shirley Tarpley. Well, Miss Shirley, thank you so much for being here at the show. Tell us some of the big changes that you would make if you were teaching in today's time. One of the things that would not happen in my classroom. Even today, they'd walk in, they'd have to put those cell phones in a basket when they walk in my door and then get them out on the way out the door. I would not have those things in my class. Well, I know I can tell you something. When you go out to lunch with her or to dinner, there is no phones at the table. Mm. Okay. That is one thing. And Miss Shirley, if I'm correct, you always said it's respect. It is respect. I try not to be disrespectful. It's just... The phone is like, it's horrible, but it's such a lifeline. And so many things happen now that the phone just, it's just constant. And I wish that I could throw it in a river, but I can't. But since we've been here, there have been five voicemails, 25 texts. I've had emails come in. It's, it's just something where it's constant. I wish I could change it. 
I'm not trying to be disrespectful. No, no, no. But for her, that's the way. <laughs> oh, it is. I totally, yeah, I totally when, get it. When we go anywhere, when we have dinner, we have dinner quite often. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, that is her, and she. It, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's for her is the, the respect because she I grew agree. up with that. Well, of. and I think too for the school part, I think that that's huge. One because you get a lot of um, kids cheating with the phone. Oh, and, absolutely. And also, well, I don't know that, but that. Uh, well, I didn't have it. <laughs> yes. And I think that putting it in a basket is a great way to obviously deter that. And just distraction wise, I mean, kids have got their Netflix and their games pulled up with their headphones in and they're not paying attention. And I think that that is such an uphill battle that teachers are having to fight right now. Mm-hmm. And now that we're in a transition with all of this hybrid learning and with the pandemic and kids are in front of that computer, you know, my kids pack up their computer and they sit in front of it all day long. In class, everything is run through the computer. So I, I, it's probably so different. You know, it's just so different now. Miss Shirley, could you tell us a little bit so that we can post this on Facebook about your uh, article that you write on the Gazette every week? Okay. I write an inspirational article. So, uh, but uh, for the month of January, everything I write about is Dr. King. The month of February, all I write about is black history. Mm-hmm. Anything, who invented what, why they did it, how they did it, who is this and who is that. And uh, just like I did, uh, uh, each one, I did them separately, but hidden figures. Mm-hmm. When that I came that. out, I, I didn't know about that. And I called my grandson, I done sent you some money. Tell your mama to take you to see it in Vegas. That was such a <laughs> great show. And you say yes, and the one in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and I learned. I, I actually learned from that. And then in March, I mean, yeah, in March, I write about women because it's Women History Month. So I kind of, those uh, three things I, I separate them from everything else I do, but then I might read a column or I might talk about now people are depressed, Mm -hmm. you know, because they end. And so I try to write something that will inspire them Mm -hmm. to feel like uh, it's not so bad. Right. You know. Miss Shirley, we are wrapping up here and thank you so much for being here with us. It's such a Great honor. And since you write about um, life, about... Absolutely. And you give people inspiration, we are going through some hard times in our country and, you know, this corona in our lives as well. Just ended up with us, just giving us an inspiration note. What you'd like to say to people who are listening to us and who is living through this time? Well... The only thing that I can say is I have been glued to CNN and MSNBC and getting all of that information, and it does get depressing, but not to me. And the reason it doesn't get depressed to me is because I know there is a God, and I might call him God. My cousin is a Muslim, and they call him something else, Jehovah, you know, we're talking about everybody believes there is somebody 
They might give them different names, but somebody's in control. And I believe that for a reason, God allows a lot of this stuff. You know, and I even believe that when uh, we have just like so many people are dying because of this virus, I think God sometimes uses that to level off the population. Now, a lot of people might not feel that way, but I I believe that. And, and since I know he's in total control. Amen. You know, he's in total control. So anything that he does is all right. But I always ask in a different way than this thing. I, and help me to change the things that I can mm-hmm. and, and the wisdom to know the difference between the mm-hmm. two. And that's what I, I kind of go by that. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been speaking to uh, a Carrollton, Texas pioneer and trailblazer, Miss Shirley Tarpley, or Sister Shirley Tarpley, as she goes. We want to thank you so much for being here today, this evening. And uh, we welcome you any other time. And we appreciate your, your kindness and your, your, your laughter, which <laughs> makes me want to keep smiling the rest of the day. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here today. You're listening to Alexandra and Friends 660, The Answer. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.